Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Salary Network. I'm Angela, the podcast host. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to be here. Tune into our podcast for inspiration, motivation, and education on finance from business owners, financial experts, and students who are just like me and you. On episode 18, we welcome Ronit. How are you, Ronit? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Welcome. This is our first Zoom podcast. Oh, wow. (laughs) Our first one. (laughs) So, Ronit began her career as an associate at Power Waterhouse Coopers in Israel, where she led engagements of public and privately held companies and then relocated to the U.S. in 2003. She spent over 20 years in the finance industry with extensive experience in technology, real estate, and financial services, where she highlighted her specialties in high-tech real estate, cannabis agriculture, private equity, and the startup environment throughout her career. She is now the CFO at Celsius Network, a leading blockchain-based peer-to-peer lending platform, Calix a fully integrated real estate development company, a provider of commercial and industrial space to the highly regulated cannabis industry, and Runway Venture Partners, an early stage venture capital firm. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So, Thank um, you. Just one thing. I was yes. the CFO for Celsius. Not anymore. It was one of my clients in the past. Okay. Uh, so you started your career in PwC Israel in 1999 and then relocated to the U.S. in 2003. Can you describe your experience there? Yes. Um, my, my experience overall in the U.S. is a great experience. The move was not easy as any relocation that we do. Uh, there's some difficulties in relocation, but most of my career, I have been here in the U.S. You know, I came to the U.S. not knowing what is going to happen and what's going to be with me because uh, I came on a two years contract and I was supposed to go back to the uh, PwC in Israel. And I ended up staying here and developing my whole career here in the U.S. as both in PwC and um, in other companies and other industries. And it was it was a great experience. The beginning was a little bit of a of a shock and hard. Of course, a culture but shock. Overall, yeah, but overall, it's, it's a good experience. And uh, so you work for the same company, but in two different countries. So, um, in what what was the hardest thing in the first initial days? What 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 was it that you were just having a hard time with? So uh, in the first initial period, which actually took a few months, the hardest things are basically the cultural differences yes. and, and, and the language barriers. So I yeah. come from Israel, and even though I worked with U.S. companies in Israel, and I worked even before I started in PwC, I worked with U.S. Thing. companies. It's not the same thing. Of course. Um, and there is still the, the cultural and the, and the language barrier. You know, I was sitting with old teammates in uh, PwC, and they're all talking English, and it took me time to catch up on conversation. At the beginning, I was like, 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yes. And laughing when everybody are laughing. But it, it took time to, you know, to get on, to really get on the conversation and get over the language barrier. Even though, you know, when we came to P- as PwC, we came a few teammates. So that was easier because there were a few of us coming from Israel to the U.S. There was about six of us oh, from wow. Israel to the U.S. And that, that made it easier because we had one another. Right. Um, they experienced the same difficulties that I experienced. Also, some of the work methodologies are a bit different. Uh, some of the uh, some of the uh, the way you do business, the way you talk to uh, your customers. So it's a bit different. So yes. that was a big cultural uh, shock. But yeah. you know, I'm glad to say that I overcame it. So. Oh, I, of course, you did. <laughs> And so going from four accounting firms into startups, how did that exactly happen? What led you into startups? So in, in PwC, which, was, uh, which is one of the biggest accounting firms, I was always part of the uh, tech department. And that was back you know, in the early 2000 when there was a lot of startups. So I was basically in engagement of both startup and public companies. So I was able to learn both the startup environment and also the big company environment. And somehow my career led me to see uh, both environments. And I'm always excited to be part of something that is growing and part of something that is developing. And and startup were always my passion. So I somehow an opportunity presented itself to me to be in a startup and that's how I ended up but um, it's not very different because even though I was part from a big corporate I was working sometimes with startup and accompanying them advising them uh, helping them with their finance and accounting so that's so they they go hand in hand somehow Yes, yes. They go hand in hand, always, always. So, with accounting firm, with big accounting firm, yes. So would you recommend people work in a small business environment in startups? Um, what are some pros and cons to them? So I, I was very lucky to work in both environments, like big, uh, big companies and startups. And even at some point, I was part of a big conglomerate that was, was in Israel, but they wanted to open their shop here in the U.S., so it was kind of like a startup. And both environment, there's pros and cons, and it's very, it's really very individual on what a person would like. So some people would like to be part of a big corporate where you don't have risk and you follow all the processes and procedures, and some people would like to to take risk in uh, in startup. But even though you take some risk in a startup, um, your impact on the, bu- on the business, because it's a small business, your impact may be much stronger and you might have a, a much bigger impact since it's small. So you can go hand in hand with management and you can impact on the strategy and the direction that the business is going. And that is something that sometimes cannot happen in big companies. Because sometimes you would be part of, you will be reporting to a manager that reports to another manager that reports to managing director and so on. So it really depends on individually. Also in startups, 
on one hand, you can move up very quickly because yes. it's a small environment. But on the other hand, the promotion might be slower because, you know, there's not as many positions available. Yes. Because it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's very depending on your personal preferences and, and, and also about the business and what your passion is. So it's very individual. So you worked in the finance industry for over 15 years. Um, what are some things you learned along the way or what, what was the biggest lesson that you, um, that you took from it? So basically I can say that I learned one thing, you know, I learned so many things during the years and even now every day, all of us, we keep developing every day and you, we keep learning. So like a day that I'm not learning something new is not a good day for me. Uh, but if I have, you know, to point on what I learned, I learned both personal skills and uh, professional skills. You know, I gained a lot of uh, personal and professional skills during the way. Um, you know, I moved from tech to real estate. So real estate was one thing I learned uh, during the way and I got, um, got professional in it. And I got into uh, other industries as well. Um, I think that the finance industry mainly make you tougher, you know, um, and you learn so many things. So I don't know if I can uh, point on one thing that I learned because then we would have to talk forever. You know, we would have to continue this conversation for a few hours. Yes. And uh, so based on your uh, accounting background what advice would you give to businesses experiencing financial hurdles especially startups you know they that's i think that's the number one thing where you know they have um problems with yes so um if you're referring to right now as an effect from covid 19 it's really it really depends on the kind of business and uh, each company is very different than the other, but uh, basically, you know, everybody is now very busy on uh, cash triaging. You know, it's like you you have to really see how to manage your cash flow and plan plan for the future and plan for the next few months. See uh, where your cash flow will be going and where your cash will be coming for from. So you really have to plan your cash flow and uh, risk management. That is one big thing. Uh, you have to plan uh, how you're going to spend the cash. Uh, you have to differentiate between essential expenses and less essential expenses right now. Uh, a lot of companies cut a lot of uh, expenses for example, marketing expenses or recreational expenses, uh, which are still very important, but maybe not in the, in the, uh, when the business is having financial hurdles. So they may need to shift some things around uh, in order to make the teams and the operations stronger. But again, it's very, very specific for each company um, and one what they want to do and how they grow and in what stage they are. But you really have to make sure you plan and manage your cash very carefully. Great advice. And so one of the, one yes. of the, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, one of the things is basically to look at the reporting and be on top of every expense that is going on and on top of very, uh, each and every income that is coming in. Yeah. And um, one of your specialties is cannabis. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, well, I got into cannabis through my uh, expertise in real estate because I joined an early stage REIT. REIT is a real estate investment trust, and this REIT was actually investing in uh, um, cannabis properties, which means they bought properties uh, nationally where it's legal to grow cannabis in states. And... Um, and, and they were looking for a finance person to come on board. And I was so excited because the combination between real estate and cannabis was very appealing to me. Um, so I came on board and cannabis was a very emerging uh, industry when I came on board. And, you know, as I came, I saw more and more states regulate, regulate it. And it was very excited to see it. I still think that it's a very developing uh, industry with potential of billions of dollars to, to still grow. Um, and we will probably see in the future more and more states regulate it. Yes. And um, so what would you suggest uh, people when they're entering um, the, the stock market? under the current landscape. Um, what, is, what is some advice that you can give us or, you know, our audience? Well, people, investors, should be very worried with the stock market right now as it is, you know. Uh, the stock market is basically a forward indicator and each individual should really consider what is prudent to them, you know, what is prudent to him. You should invest uh, the money that you don't need right now, only your reserves. And basically also you don't expect to need it in the near future because if you're going to need the in, in the near future, you might be losing it. And so you don't want to, you, you only want to invest your, your reserves and the cash that you don't really need right now. Right. And so right now, if your long-term goals have not changed, then also your long-term investment goals didn't change. Uh, so you, people who want to get into the stock market right now, because there, there might be some very good opportunities right now, right. they should assess their risk and they should assess their emergency funds very carefully. Um, they need to be careful from like the uh, industry that got, that got uh, hit really hard, like travel and yes. and you know hospitality. But on the other hand, they might be able to buy stock of these companies, you know, in very good opportunity and in a substantial discount. So. Again, each person should uh, ask himself what is good for him and how they see their, their funds uh, going. Another thing that is very important to, to remember about the uh, stock market right now is that I don't know that we still, we still see the effect of uh, the recent COVID-19 because 
the meltdown, the big meltdown of the market was actually, uh, you know, beginning of March, mid-March, something like that. And then everything and kind of went back to normal. Yes, yes, exactly. But the companies that were hit, they were hit in their Q2, you know, yeah. uh, which is April, May, and June. And those reports will not come up until later on in the July. year. Yes. Of course. Yeah, until later in the year, and that's when we're gonna see uh, more the dramatic the effect mm -hmm. of the, of the stock market. So that's a few things to remember mind, when, yeah. if you are getting into the stock market right now. Correct. And uh, one more thing. What is uh, actually I saw it here that when you work, you were when you're the C, uh, CFO at Sapir organization, you guys uh, sold. Um, 11 Madison Avenue for $2.6 billion. Yeah. That was I mean, so that, cool. And that was, that was the, uh, the, the largest New York real estate transaction record to date. How did that, yes. how, that was amazing. Congrats on that. Uh, thank you. That was uh, the biggest uh, deal that was ever done. Um, it was great. It was great working on it with all the teams, all the coordination. A deal like that needs a lot of coordination from the buyer and the seller side. And it was really a great experience. Yes, really. I can imagine. And uh, I don't know if we have time, but maybe you can just tell us one interesting thing about you. Just something that um, you can think of, uh, a hobby or something we should know about you. Well, I am a mother of three. Okay, uh, mother of two here. Okay. So I know what that's like. I'm yes, sorry. and with this, with this whole remote uh, working, trying to juggle between, <laughs> yes. it's always hard for moms to juggle between their careers and their homes. Of course. But now, but oh. now it's even like two times harder because you also, they're all home. Yeah. We didn't leave our house for the last two months or so. Of and course. this yeah. remote learning is a bit challenging. Very tough. But, yeah. uh, but it's nice. It's kind of, it has some good, good things to it, you know? Yeah, we never really got, they spend so much time with us. So that's, I think for them, it's such a positive thing. Yes. They've never yes. seen mommy and daddy home this much, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So exactly. It has its pro, pros and cons. But um, thank you so much, Ronit. Um, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having well, me. We hope to see you uh, back soon again. Yes, absolutely. I hope so too. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. For more episodes and podcast announcements, visit our website and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. All episodes will also be shared on our YouTube account in video version. Be sure to subscribe to our channel.